welcome to episode two, A Word to Your Mama. Thanks for making it past episode one. Episode one was a little raw, kids, um, but I'm back in full effect. I feel like I didn't do that great of a job introducing or giving you a little bit of background on myself, but I feel like that will come in time. You know, I'll talk a little, little bit in the beginning uh, of each episode but I really feel this isn't about me. I feel this is really about the guests and what the guests bring, uh, the wisdom, the knowledge, the bars that they drop. So I really want to start off with the bang. So here we are with Elisa Garcia and Lilian Rivera, two amazing, dope women that I have the pleasure and the honor to talk to on a regular basis, pretty much daily. And that was pre-COVID, but especially during COVID. So, yeah, without further ado, now production's light. Let's get it started. Okay, ladies. So, thank you for being here. I wanted to have you here. Yeah, just right. I don't talk like that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, sweaty balls. Um, No. Oh so God. people need to understand what this is from from jump first and foremost this is Nobby Productions up in here <laughs> but this is Nobby Productions light you guys get ain't getting it all we, you, we're not giving it all to you right now so Nobby Productions we got um Elisa do I say what the accent or not Garcia no um how i mean however you want (laughs) right who's to say i'm taking these spanish classes it's kind of like you know it's who's to say um is it los angeles or or los angeles Ooh, excuse let's keep it going yeah um she's host of kqbh's heartbreak mondays yes um she's dope as fuck we also have lilian rivera yeah yep (laughs) <laughs> author extraordinaire who's also dope as fuck and us three together now be productions am i and right and i would i would like to verify that lilium is 100% puerto rican from the bronx from what the bronx so don't I'm even already... try, i don't even know what you're saying right now like right what, are you questioning is anyone listening questioning it what if i look look <laughs> BX all the way. I don't even want to say the audacity of it all. The capacity. The capacity right now. (laughs) But I don't know if people are new to the podcast. Somebody want to debrief what I immediately went into here? (laughs) She's not joking. Yo. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I was I was just asking. I forgot to ask you. Anything off limits? It seems like it's not. Let's go. Boom. <laughs> Let's do this shit. Let's do it. Expand. Okay. So what's her what's her what's her her name? She went by the name of Jess La Bombalera. Oh my god. Well, her 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 name or her name was what? Jess Crutz or Cuts or Grutz? Crutz. It's with a K. With a K. That's all Crutz. I know. And she was a, a, a she was supposedly an Afro Latina from the Bronx, and like heading a department in Columbia College, I think it is. 
and um, decide, and she yesterday posted a medium essay revealing that she is not an Afro-Latina Puerto Rican from the Bronx, but is actually Jewish from Kansas. <laughs> and she said, cancel me, but I don't know what that looks like. And I'm like, girl, I know exactly what that looks like. It looks like payment. Please believe it. Like, she knows. Like and she knows exactly what it is. She knows exactly what it is. How'd you guys feel about that? I was on I was online all day yesterday freaking out about it. I wasn't online most of the day, which is rare because I was at some recycling center. And so when I came back, I just was like, what's the shit on my timeline? What? Like, that can't be real. But of course, it's a trash ass year, trash ass times. Then, of course. I mean, do we lose? I know. No, I, I'm still here. Oh. <laughs> I'm just being she, quiet. We lost video, though. We don't see you, but you're there. Yes. Oh, sorry. Okay, I'll try to figure it out. <laughs> okay, so, you know, I'm always on Twitter, so I always get my information, you know, and that's a sad thing because I always am. But when that went down, I immediately... You know, I was just like, don't link to it because Homegirl's getting paid every time you go to her medium post. Yeah. And also just, I don't know, like, don't give her any more play. Like, yeah. Because, and then all the stories started coming out, which is really upsetting because then all the stories started coming out of all the fellowships and all the scholarships that she received Ugh. under Ugh. that cosplaying, you know, BS that she did, you know, for years, right? It's very violent. I just want to say that it's a very violent thing that she did and she got away with it for years and no, yeah. and people were scared to, were weary and were aware that she was, something was off to say anything because, because she was a bully, you know, and she policed Ugh. a lot of other people, which is so disturbing. The fucking caucasity, man. And the thing is, she knows what's up, right? She knows that she's gonna be, she knows how the system is and she's playing it. She, and everyone knows it too. We all know that shit. She's gonna get a payoff. Like she's gonna get all these extra opportunities now because she, fuck that. It, it pisses me the fuck off. It, it gets me so upset. Yeah, I, I read uh, a tweet by Sofia Quintero, which I think sums up the whole situation quite beautifully. And this is her quote, it says, Nothing says white privilege like trying to orchestrate your own cancellation. Please believe it. So on point. It's true. I was like, uh, for real though? She's like, cancel me. But, you know, I don't know what that's like. I'm like, literally, I could give you a list. And it, it, it has all the dollar signs. Yeah. Don't talk to me about here's this woman who has spent most of her life in these kind of, I guess I'm saying like social movements somewhat. And she knows exactly what you're supposed to do. Action, action, action. So I don't know. I was I, I it affected me in a weird way. And I was just up like I woke up at four in the morning. I had a horrible nightmare and then nothing. It has nothing to do with me, per se, but it's just. Mm -hmm. The violence of it, you know, this is a, yet again a violent act being being perpetrated by by a white woman. Yeah. You know, it's really it's just super upsetting. 
what yeah. do you think made her out herself like at this point in time do you think someone was actually getting close do you think there was some white guilt involved like it just no. seems like she could have probably rode this out for longer right yeah i think and what i've what i've seen is that people were going to out her you oh, know okay. that it was going to that it was going to come out okay. and so she just sort of tried to preempted you know, it right of strike Ugh. and how many with like her and homegirl i mean she didn't I guess she did portray that she was like Latina, right? Who the, the one who wasn't, I don't even want to say her name, the other chick earlier this year, right? Right. Like how many more in others, in the same spaces, in other spaces? Like I see people on my timeline like, oh, I know such and such that per, per, perpetrate, she's a Latina and she's on like a major, di-, and I was just like, what? Like, yeah. how many more? That's what, yeah, like that's what people were saying in cer- certain group chats that I'm in. They were like, oh yeah, everyone's just, going off on name and name but not online you know and I'm just like ugh, it's just awful I don't know it's um but it's historical right it's like this has been going on for his like history history right of of white women kind of cosplaying you know black black lives or for for you know for 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 uh, for money you know in music We've seen it so many times. Um, it's just, I guess, it, I just kept thinking in my head, you know, like she was like from the Bronx and she played up this whole narrative about having addicted parents who, you know, oh could committed wow. suicide or OD'd or, or, or she was a product of rape. Like her stories, which, you know, it was, it, was, it was always like changing. But that whole thing of like really playing up these, you know, quote unquote, cliches about mm-hmm. what it means to be Afro Latina, what it means to be black, to be from the Bronx, what it, you know, all these yeah. things is just playing up on that is just so freaking violent and so disturbing. And that, you know, who ends up losing in all of this is still going to be black people. <laughs> it doesn't matter, cancel or not cancel. The only people who end up messed up in this situation are black people afro latinos yeah in those institutions in every in every sense of the, the world you know so yeah it was i was just really upset it's a blow it's like <laughs> another fucking blow for the year <laughs> just when you think it, it was like what another fucking one of these bitches again yeah. but this time she she saw what happened to homegirl and then when people started like threatening her she was like oh i gotta she got a playbook she's like oh let me play this right Fucking yeah. God, dude. I, I, just, yo, I, don't... I just, I didn't want to talk too much about it, but I just wanted to set the tone for your podcast that we are all three Latinas, Latinx, however you want to. We're certified. We, Nabi is certified. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so if you are looking to certified. hire some certified brown ladies, <laughs> here you go. Right here, right fucking here. I bet if I can find my Jamaican horn. Oh, the air horn? You're going to drop it? I'm going to find it, and I'm going to add it up in this episode because it's necessary right now. Um, And I think that's also, you know, one of the main points that I was like, why do I connect, you know, this, some of the themes of this podcast is like me doing the different shit, the different facets, and 
also building my tribe. And you guys are a huge, important part of that because we, there's so many things that overlap, but I think two of the main keys, I think that over that overlap that don't in my other groups, you know, friend groups, um, is that hip hop is a huge part of our lives still was, is, will forever be. Um, and I feel like we just really keep it real with ourselves and with each other. We can be as honest as fuck and it's like no judgment. Do you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's not like some play, like there's some groups where, you know, everyone's just like trying to say the right thing and, you know, and like stuff like that. But it's here just like straight rawness and I love it and I feel like you guys have helped me significantly because of that. And I feel like also because, I mean, Lilium, you're from the Bronx, New York, da, 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 da. So it's no problem that you love hip hop and maybe you, you know, you could say and not be in certain things. But I feel like for Elisa and I feel we have a similar experience that we're from the West Coast, right? Mm -hmm. So you could be all loving hip hop and be from that time and from that era. But, you know, when we grew up, it was like you had to be one thing over here, over there. And I don't know if you got called that, but there are times mm -hmm. where people that didn't know me, I was called the Mayatera. Did that happen to you? That's interesting. What's a Mayatera mean? Mayatera is like a derogatory word that like you, a Mayatera is like a derogatory word for black people and a mayatet is like you just hang out with black people or you mm -hmm. just you know like that so I don't know Lisa if that happened to you um well I it was interesting because I grew up in well for several years not my whole childhood but in Richmond California and so area. that's different all, too I grew up in a black community with the majority of black people the problem that I had was when I came to LA and LA was so segregated and everyone, until I went to college, which would just be like, you're weird. And I'm like, <laughs> how so? <laughs> you know, and I remember like wearing a pre like a Prince t-shirt. Like I went to Catholic school. My parents, I don't know why but they sent me to Catholic <laughs> school. And so it was always a big thing when you got to do a uh, free dress. So when you got to rock your own clothes to school. Mm -hmm. And so I was all excited. And I wore my Prince t-shirt to school and someone was like, why you, why do you have an N-word on your shirt? Ooh. And I literally, instead of smacking the person, just like burst into tears because I just mm. couldn't understand that level of like ignorance, exactly. you know? And so I feel very fortunate because LA tends to be so segregated that I had that experience growing up in the Bay and like no cliche, like my photos from my childhood are, are like, uh, remember those United Benetton commercials? <laughs> yes. we, I just had the relative on and we were Benetton. That's what they called us because it was like one black the colors tick, one of Mexican Benetton. tick, the, color, yeah. the United Colors of Benetton. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's how like I grew up. And like, my, you know, the first couple, like 10, 11 years of my life. And so when I came to L.A., um, it was a big kind of shift for me. So it is a little bit what you're you're speaking about, Ritzy, is this kind of like 
I was heavily influenced from an early age, you know, by, by black, by black people, black communities, black love. And, yeah. um, it just, it blows my mind how ignorant people are in this day and age. For sure. I mean, and I, it, go ahead. I was going to say like, it's, it's weird. Cause you know, I, obviously I grew up in, in the birth, like the birthplace of hip hop and that like my whole surrounding, you know, was about that, but my family, that's not how you roll, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? They're like, you hang with Latinos, and that's, mm-hmm. that's it, For if you're a family. You, actually, it's first family, and then Latinos, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then everybody else. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? So that was what I was, like, I was brought, raised that way, in a way. Like, that's the way, that was the message they were sending. Um, but, my, you know, every friend of my everything was all. <laughs> black and brown people like that's all I lived with it's you know my whole surrounding so it was just a really weird mixed messaging going on with uh with with uh, my you know Puerto Rican family staying competitive in these dynamic times means having the right technology at work for your small or medium-sized business whether your goal is to grow downsize or modernize Panoply BPO provides the right combination of tools, support, and affordability necessary to make it a reality. Visit panoplybpo.com. That's P-A-N-O-P-L-Y-B-P-O.com to schedule your no-obligation consultation today. Mention WTYM and get your 13th month of service for free. Panoplybpo.com. There is a better way. You know, there's just a lot of colorism going on. A lot of, a lot of colorism. And I just feel like, you know, being that it's, I mean, I I listened to other types of music, but I got flack for it during that time. Because at the time, if you're a Mexican where I lived, it was like new wave only, social, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, and there, I was a floater. I I like a lot of shit. So I'm going to hang out. I'm going to do the dances over here. You know, I'm going to have this, you know, uh, Morrissey, like the Smith's lyrics on my my trapper keeper, you know, um, and I'm going to do all this stuff, but it was a different type of mindset, you know, and I feel like looking back now and talking to my relative the other day, like I was lucky. I feel like, like you said, Lisa, I was lucky that I was exposed, you know, to on a, at an early age because I liked hip hop, but then here comes like, you know, the one of only two, maybe black people, three black people in my school, and then they liked me because they were like, oh, she can dance. <laughs> like, you know, I was telling her yesterday, I was like, I was telling her about the two first other two black girls that really taught me a lot. And they they saw me. They're like, oh, you can do that. Yeah. And I wooed them by doing the Janet Jackson dance from Pre- Pleasure <laughs> Principal. One? Oh, hey. Did you have the chair? <laughs> I didn't I didn't have the chair because it was at, at nutrition but they were like oh you can dance and I was like can I because I just dance like you know what I mean so we were rolling Man. and so you know being introduced to that world at a young age and stuff like that and just also loving all the different types of music but then growing up you know I have sets of friends in different lanes right but you two this this situation here is the first time where a lot of different things overlap and like, you know, to get this kind of like this knobby sensibility, it was always dudes. 
if mm. that makes sense. Uh. Like, you know, to, 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 to understand on that type of level, you know, and, and the music and that sensibility, it's like, I, it's my guy friends. We would, they would understand that and I could talk to them and we, you know, we get each other, but you ladies came along and it was just like, Oh, word. <laughs> like it was just like, like, nah, bruja. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I took it to the next level. Exactly. <laughs> Which, to tie it all in to our what we introduced at the beginning, like this is the multi-level experience that we. I identify as Chicana, but I'm, I'm going to say Latina for the sake of the interview to be like more inclusive. Um, but how again, this woman that was fronting and being not only you know black but also Latina, like how diminished our experiences are and yeah. we're so multifaceted like you know we're both from the west coast Lilium's from from the bronx but it's just like we we're all really different but we do really share so many things in common and i think that's the struggle right with podcasts with uh netflix series and things that we're seeing like we're still not reflected in any way in a lot I mean, we are more so, and there are great books and things, but I, I think this is, like, why your podcast is so dope, is because it's just like, oh, hey, thanks. like, our voices are real, and we, we, need, we need to put them out there, because I know for me, I, I'm always kind of, like, a little bit shy hiding in the corner, but I do feel really great after I do things like this. Like, man, I should, you know, step up a little bit more and, like, share my experiences yeah. with people. For mm -hmm. sure. Because I feel like, you know, they're saying... The, when I was doing research on what I was going to do, I was like, I'm not going to change who the fuck I am and what I do. Like, oh, you can get more listeners if it's not explicit. And if you just, you know, focus on one thing. Nah, nah, B. Like, I, I'm not. I, I cuss. That's what I do. Uh, I have all different types of friends, experiences. And it sets some of my things are super niche. And the people that I have on, are some of their experiences are super niche. But in in the in the way that it's super focused, it's universal in a way, you know? It, it overlaps with so many different things. And I feel like you were saying, representation really matters. And when you could see yourself a little bit on screen, mm. in a book, on a podcast, whatever, it's just like you grab onto it because we ain't got shit. We haven't mm. had shit in a yeah. long ass time. So the more it's just like, ah, oh, like, you know, like I... It's just like amazing. And I feel like this puts this, it's the time. Like, if not during a fucking pandemic, then when? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, then fucking when? And then it's crazy too, thinking of this crew, this, you know, now B Productions, is that there's also you guys overlap because you guys are both from, you know, I'm learning so much because you guys are both deep in the literary world, you know? You know, you've been in it for a long time, Elisa. You've been writing and also writing your own shit for a while. But also before that, I, how I met you because you were writing, you know, you were a freelance writer and stuff like that. So I'm learning mad shit and I'm being exposed to mad stuff because, um, like, I also get, like, the inside dirt, the scoops from you ladies. <laughs> you know, like, who, who, what, what? <laughs> We're still rebounding from the American Dirt scandal, which is <laughs> yes, yes, still. and it, yeah, it's like all that shit. This like year has one. been so long and whack. Was that this year? It that was, was this year, right? If 
I think. I don't know, because what the fuck is time? But it feels like it was yesterday, but it also feels like it was two years ago. No? Like, it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm conflating it, but I think. I don't know. I think oh my it God. was. I think it was uh, this year. That's I awful. Just, <laughs> when I think about that situation, immediately I think about those centerpieces. Oh, yeah. That's the <laughs> yeah. first thing you think about, because it's that's when the horror really came into focus. Because you're like, that picture went around and you're like, no, someone approved this shit. They actually, no, not even approved it. They approved the order for it. So they ordered it and then sent it up. Somebody set it up. Set it up. Like, someone <laughs> set it up. Someone was like, ooh, this would be good. <laughs> this is a great idea. Like, And I just want to say, like, from, my, from a person who has published four books, right? And I'm like, you know, any little thing, any little marketing thing that they do I'm like fabulous this is great you know but they show it to me this is great you know and so I was thinking for like never look back they were sending a couple of things out to you know like Latino book uh bookstagram bookstagram people and they were like we're gonna give a nice little box and they sent me they showed me what they were thinking of doing and then I was like oh what about this and I sent back stuff and I was just like I'm very involved yeah, yeah. <laughs> what they're sending. Yeah. I yes. wanted to, like, they had sent something that was very, like, oh, like, I don't know what it was, like a notebook that said mija or something. And I was like, that's not really, like, Puerto Rican. Yeah. Like, we yeah. don't say mija, you know? Oh, really? And what do you say? I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, but it ain't but that. I, <laughs> I, I, I that. You know, that's a very West Coast thing, I feel. Okay. Or, so then I was just like, no, that's not really us. And then, so then I found a notebook that said palante. Which is very right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, for sure. But that's also very new. You know, that's very Bronx. Like, I don't think that's a Puerto Rican thing. I mean, maybe it is. We're regional. So I don't know. It was just very specific. But I'm just saying, no one showed up with no centerpiece. You know. Right. They didn't put you... the cute. They didn't put a Cuban flag. They put the right flag. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. Imagine that's some shit that would happen, you know. Like if you weren't involved, they're like, "Oh, look at this mini Cuban flag." Whoops, wrong. (laughs) Someone thought, and then someone thought it was so dope. They're like, "Oh, I'm dope. I'm gonna put this on here." Wrong. (laughs) But you know, but you know, homegirl. She since you were so involved, something she was so involved, and you know, she co-signed all that shit. Oh, she thought it was dope as fuck. She was like, "It looks like my cover, Bob." But fucking, it's ridiculous. How are you gonna like the co-opting of this of 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 pain of black and brown pain, and then putting it into a nail, like a you yeah. know on your nail on your, nail art on your nail art. Yeah, bitch, no. Nah. Like, oh it's man, it's not be really... all around the shit. It's like <laughs> not nah, be to that, not nah, be to nah, that, nah, not like. Oh my god, that's funny. But you know how I like, I love. Uh, talking about how we met because uh, Ritzy, we met because I was working for Modern Luxury magazine, which is a yeah, it was a Modern Luxury media, and all they do was produce these city magazines, luxury magazines in in different cities, like about twelve or or fifteen cities. And so then I was in charge of their online stuff, and then you were doing design work, and that's where I met you. But I think I'm. But I got introduced to you via Jen, yeah, Roki, and I because I remember she was like, "Oh, you gotta meet her. She's dope. You'd like her. She's like, you know, she's from the Bronx." <laughs> and ding, ding, ding. Correct. But then like <laughs> I met you, 
And we worked there, but then, like, we didn't, like, reconnect until later. But I think it was around the same time. I'm all pointing like you guys are really right there. Like, and then you can, and then because how did you two meet? Through uh, Espacio? Through my brother. No, through my brother, because my brother was visiting L.A. He didn't live here yet. And my brother would do uh, dance, uh, traditional bomba y plena, like traditional Puerto Rican music, um, dance or whatever. And so he was doing a, he was doing some sort of dance tutorial, and it was at your shop. Oh. Yeah, they they rented the back of the bookstore at night to do their uh, classes. So then my brother's like, "Oh yeah, she's really dope. You know, she's really dope. She she owns this bookstore. Blah blah. You really get, you know, you guys would hit it off. But it would be years later until we finally met. Yeah, and, and I think we all clicked around the time that Margot Sanchez came out because we were just like trying to support remember Ritzy? oh yeah that's right yeah so you had me on your show you had me on your show and then and then i think that's when you had your show over at the same space and then you you you're like oh i think i'm gonna have her on or something and then somehow we were talking and then we had that first dinner at a frame together oh that's right that was fun wait me yeah. All three of us. All I three don't of remember. us. That's that picture of us laughing that we always post. Oh, that's right. That was a good that one. Was yeah. That was outside. And we were there for a long time. <laughs> we were there for a mm -hmm. long time. And Is A frame still open? I, I don't know. Yeah. Everything's closed. This was back in the day when we actually could see people and have dinner exactly. with each other. Exactly. But I think <laughs> if it is still open, I think I think Roy left it though, right? I think he like pieced out on it like i'm done here i don't know who's oh, to say i don't know you should have roy on your podcast i know he's I great that. yeah i would love great. to i would love to have him on uh, roy Choi. and we were talking about your uh elisa had this amazing bookstore emish books in eagle rock was it eagle rock area yes yeah and i knew you i knew you before i met you because i knew your ex from that because, Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. And you know Carmelita, and, who, like, I've Carm lived with, like, in various stages in my life. Yeah. She always Carmelita takes me gave in. me, Carmelita gave me, uh, and my best, and one of my best friends at the time gave us, she gave me my chance to be, invitation to be an intern at the Wake Up Show, the world famous Wake Up Show. It was on the beat at the time. And then Sway gave my other friend the, the, the invite, and we were like, oh, shit, we're, we're like, we love hip hop, and we're both here at the same time. And Carmelita, was the one who hooked me up there. And then, um, but then I would go to your store, but I wouldn't talk. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't really know her, but she's so amazing. <laughs> and then when you and asked me at your show, I was like, this is awesome. Like, I like her so much. And then we bonded on Roy Joy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, he said yeah. that he mentioned me? <laughs> <laughs> Mad years ago, mad years ago. <laughs> and then, the, and then, so what? What was? What year was that? The A framed time. Like, how long have we been doing this? It'll be like that one year. Two thousand. Because my, so my nine months. Out, it was like two thousand seventeen. Because then my book came out two thousand seventeen. Yeah. So then it must have been ah. after that. Yeah, 
I think it's, it's around only, that time. It's only been three years. <laughs> Why does it? It feels like a lot, like long. You know? It's been like yeah. at least five years in my mind. <laughs> it's because this year felt, you know, we've gone through so much this year. That's probably why. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, so <laughs> I wanted to also talk about like people. Some people are listening. They're like, "What is Nah be like? What?" And if like you guys want to explain. How wonderful and versatile a phrase like Nabi is. <laughs> oh my God. Do you guys like, did you guys grow up using that? Because that, that was like, it was notoriously used in the Bronx. Like, I, that would be like my, it's no, it's so like so ingrained in my life, like my DNA, that my kids use it. Because they're just like, you, I use it so much. Because they'd be asking me for something and I'd be like, Nabi. <laughs> That's They're the like, best. what? That's the best. <laughs> it I literally only, means no, right? Because of hip hop and watching the shows and see interviews with my favorite, you know, uh, MCs and they would use it. That's how it infiltrated my life at an early age. And it's I've, I've always loved it. And it's great when I can use it and someone understands it because I just use it. But not everyone understands it. You know, They're like, what did she say? <laughs> really yeah. that's really yeah I guess I, I I've always used it and I guess I don't use it as much I, it depends where so in yeah. my mind I use it a lot like it will be in a, <laughs> right in a it's in your head someone says something and I'll be like nah be in my head <laughs> totally, but maybe totally. I won't say it <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what about you Elisa what like since back in the days or no I no I, I think it was really I it was in college where I heard like again like hip hop and and I just remember I had this weird conversation it wasn't weird but this conversation with uh, my coworkers and he's Mexican and he's like do you ever use the n word and I was like what he's like you never said it I was like nope I said I don't it was just very clear in my mind but I remember so we're we're going down this road right of of non black people using it which of course I do not endorse never done. But in the 90s, in hip-hop in L.A., like, I remember, like, there was, like, a bunch of us that would all roll to shows, and some of the Latino folks would use it. Mm. And it was just kind of, like, and, and, you know, our Black friends wouldn't check them on it. And it was just kind of, like, a thing that they said. And I, you know, it's, like, and I feel like that has finally shifted, I think, Mm. in a way. Like, I just feel like now people are getting it that you cannot say that word. But I just Mm. remember... In the 90s, like, people would say it, like, in that way, you know? It was just uh, weird. I grew up with, like, with the, it was, like, mostly Filipinos. And still to this day, they say that shit. And it fucking irks me. It irks me that, it irked me then and it irks me now. Like, you can't say it. Like, you can't right. say it. You know, and then, but then I know, like, talking to my homeboy, Kano, who I'll have on here, and you guys know, he's from Queens. And he was like... We all fucking, we're from New York. It's like, everybody said it. Like, it didn't matter what the fuck mm-hmm. you were. Mm-hmm. It was just, that's what you just said it. And I was like, yeah, that's not how it is here. People say it, but they're saying it, not like, <laughs> they well, ain't saying it along. That's the truth, though, is what Cato said is true, though. Because, I mean, I never, I was, I was never, I would never say it. But I know my brothers would say it. I know they say it to their friends. Yeah. I know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it was. it's just. 
so tossed around it's and it's I don't know if it's still happening because that you know obviously I don't live in New York but yeah. I'm sure I it's still I want yeah I'm sure right I I've never even back there was something I don't know how I knew but I just wouldn't I would not even sing in it in a song like I still right. don't but like even as a kid like when junior high I wouldn't mm. I just was it didn't feel right I don't know yeah and it's like you know, some people are like, oh, it's okay because I'm saying in the song. No. <laughs> I don't yeah. think it's okay. I, I know you guys are both going to roll your eyes, but it's totally fine. When I went to, oh, I think I saw you there, Richie. Was it FYF when uh, Frank Ocean canceled and they got Kanye last minute? And so I was there. Oh, I okay. Don't and I don't think so. Maybe it was a year before that I saw you, but I was at FYF and Kanye was performing. And I forget what song he was was saying but he was telling people you can say the n-word say it and i was just like what is happening right now and probably the one that's like and in paris or something that's it oh. that's that's the song yeah and you know the lights are flashing and you look out into the crowd and it's it's fyf it's like 90 percent white people screaming right. the n-word at the top oh, of their lungs God. and i was just like what is happening the worst disturbing Super but he, and it, so it's like people think like I don't want to get into a Kanye discussion, but you know all these <laughs> white kids that are into Kanye are like he's telling me I can see it, and they're know? gonna leave that that show. They left that show and, and are get still saying it to, when they say it. If they the say it in the wrong place, <laughs> please believe right. it. But they probably won't be in the wrong place, and they'll say it because they were like Kanye co-signed. I could say it. He told me he's the top of the top for them, and he, yeah, he but. But that's not necessarily true because, yo, you do that, do it on TikTok, do a TikTok situation and people will be shouting you out. You know, yeah. college kids are losing their, their, their ride because of their, you know, yeah. flippant way of saying those words, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. now. But before, I mean, years ago, they, you know, that wasn't going down. And it's only if they get caught. It's, it's, I don't even, I don't even know how you could. Say well, it's like it anything, capacity. right? It's like with all this police violence we're finally seeing, it's been going on forever. But it's just that now that there, people are being filmed. I mean, for me, the, the first time I remember anything being filmed for me was Rodney King, obviously. Rodney King. And it was live. Mm. <laughs> on some VHS shit. Right. Did, was that, where were you at when Rodney King happened, Lillian? I was in New York? Yeah, I was in New York. So to me, that, that whole situation really far away from me like it was like I it didn't have the like for me at that time and I can't remember how old I was but it, the impact of it wasn't as intense as I'm sure it must have been here with the west coast yeah. I don't know there's something about that like what we're seeing now and the movement that's very like international is very different mm -hmm. Like, I understand, like, I don't know. And I'm just trying to think back as to how old I must have been at the time. But, yeah. I guess, for me, what really messed me up more so, and, you know, we've all, even, we've all seen this shit, witnessed it even in our family, you know, all the stuff, the, you know, the police brutality stuff, was really when Trayvon Martin hit and I was here. And then just being known, just knowing that Zimmerman was Latino, just knowing that he was a little kid, that kind of just broke me. Yeah. You know? 
there's been many broken heart situations, but that just kind of broke me. Right. Yeah. You know. I think I think that yeah, for me as a non-black person, uh, I think Rodney King was the definitive thing to me. It's like, yo, this shit happens. Like, yeah, you know. And um, and I didn't know about Latasha Harlins, which had happened before that, you know. Right. And so you know, I've learned about that later on in life. But yeah, I just think you know. Black children, black people have to learn about these things almost immediately. Uh, but again, like Rodney King was something definitive to me where it's like, this is this is what happens in the world, Elisa, you know? Mm. Yeah. It was a it was at a interesting time. I think we were young, but in the transition when that happened, what was that night what was that ninety? I think I was in college when it happened. Yeah, it was hmm. in the nineties. So I have like to look it up. Yeah. Let's it see. was the 90s because I don't think I was up here yet. So it had to have been before 93, 94 because I didn't come, go up to Long Beach till 94, I think. So it was kind of like, you know, you're just coming into your own and you're just like, oh, shit, like, what the fuck? Like, this is really real. Um, mm. I don't know. It was, just... was 1991. Oh, 91. 91. I was still in high school. Yeah, I, I well, yeah, um... I was, I think I was a freshman at UCLA. 91. I wasn't, I was definitely in college, but I might've been away actually. <laughs> Cause uh, I went to, I went to the colonized uh, place. I went to Spain <laughs> for a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's funny is that like recently we've been uh, having conversations with the supernatural bear and he was like, we're listening to Babel Gilberto, and he was like, who's that? And I was like, oh, she's um, Portuguese, but she's from Brazil. And I was like, because, you know, Portugal conquered, colonized, da-da-da-da. He's like, oh, so they did the same thing that Spain did to Mexico? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> There's so many countries, mijo. Welcome to the world. <laughs> yeah. I oh, think man. kids are just so much more advanced. Like, it's pretty amazing. Like, a lot of... The things that I understood about the world were not, were, I learned through my friends. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I feel uh-huh. like now I actually talk to my children directly about these things, which I think is dope. I mean, I hate that I have to, but you yeah. know what I'm saying? They get it from somewhere, yeah, you know, and they, and they get, they get the, 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 the truth, you know, the, the correct information that, you mm. know, cause I was. When you, when you, especially, I didn't, like, I barely showed up at school, but I did well. And that's one of the things Naisha hates. But when I got to college and you got to pick your own shit and I got to take all these, I was just like, I love learning. Like, I want more of this shit. Oh, word? This is what really happened? They didn't teach Mm -hmm. me that shit in high school. Like, what? Like, it was just like all these what moments, like word. And then, you know, you go to you go to college and you have these professors and I feel like a lot of people go through that. I don't know if that happened to you guys, but you go through that stage. I was like, hella activist, hella, like I'm going to change the motherfucking world and, you know, come out of that and, you know, stuff like that. So I don't know. I think it was <laughs> great time to, I was just like, I want to learn all this shit. Fuck this shit. I mean, I, I went through the same period. Like I had to go to college to, to be kind of, to get radicalized in a way or like, you know, mm-hmm. to learn about history and, 
And so I was, you know, I was a history major, so I really was really into it. But I also still had to like search for the kind of history I wanted to learn. And most of the time I just wanted to learn about Caribbean history and I was so limited, you know. And um, but yeah, it's really interesting because now I'm able to be very blunt about certain situations with my daughters. And they're just like, I know I could be overwhelming and overbearing at times. But I don't care. <laughs> like, I, you know, I don't care. Like, right. you're, you're going to learn the truth, right? It's like, yeah. I'm going to tell you. So. <laughs> yeah. And so. I think one thing, like, I, wa- I definitely want to have you ladies back on again. But I think one thing we definitely, I want to dive deep into another time is, you know, we've had many these conversations a lot, is we came up in a certain way with not that much in a certain atmosphere in a certain environment where my senses are like bow 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 like ready to roll someone's walking too close I'm knowing that like you know I can scope out the scene I do the recon <laughs> like and you know we're giving our kids another upbringing and how do you without scaring the shit out of them give them that street the street smarts <laughs> It's so Without hard. Without living in the streets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Supernatural Bear, is he going to, you know, sharpen his uh, street skills in the mean streets of Palm Springs? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It is, yeah, that's such a weird thing. It's, um, yeah, I don't even know. Because I, sometimes I'm just like, yo, you got to be alert. I guess he's saying that. You got to be alert. Pay attention. And then, you know, my daughter's like, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Can I just walk? You know, take a walk. I'm like, no. It's like, <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> There's always these things that might happen. Okay. So, anyways, um, let's get into these rapid fire questions. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> let's Stress. Elisa, Al- let's go with the first one. The first ones I feel Uh-oh. like it's an easy one. Um, it's three words to describe yourself. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's three words. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Hilarious. Nobby. I'll go with the obvious ones. I'm a mom. I'm a bookseller. And I'm a fucking Gemini. Ooh, I forget that you're a Gemini. I forget too, but then, oh, I don't. <laughs> That's so true, though. <laughs> because you know what's, what's crazy? We'll have, like, these threads, right? And we'll ask questions or well, whatever the fuck we're talking about. And then it doesn't come out all the time. But when it comes out, it comes the fuck out. And then we'll be like, oh, at least you just says that. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Word. It's like a bomb, and then you're like, oh, yeah, shit. yeah, you're like, oh, shit, yeah, that's real. She is a Gemini. <laughs> it's amazing, it's amazing. Lilia, you, three words. Yes. Oh, damn. Uh, let's see. Bronx. <laughs> Bronx annoyed mama. <laughs> oh, whoa. He's always annoyed with somebody. (laughs) Somebody saying some stupid shit. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Next one. Wait, you don't. Wait, you don't have to answer these questions. No. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, B. (laughs) 
I'm the host. I'll answer him at another time. I'll answer him another time. Um, this is about, okay. this is not well, about I, me. It's I about just, you, ladies. It's about you. I just want to say, I would, if I if I could pick a word for Lilium, I would say classy. I think Lilium is so fucking classy. That's, that's real. a good Be- word, right? That's good. good. You know what? That's real because when I first met you and I didn't really know you, like I was introduced to you. One of the, I think one of the things that Jen was like, oh, she has like mad style and you were classy. And I was like, and you know, just stere- stereotypes. I was like, is she from the Bronx? You know, be- but then, but I didn't know you, but then I didn't talk to you. You know what I'm saying? I met you right. like in a professional, maybe professional setting or something. So, you know, we gotta, we do what we gotta do in the professional setting. You know, you're not gonna nah be me up and like, you know, stuff. You don't know me. So I was like, the code switch, the code switch. Yeah, we're not gonna, you know, we got a code switch, and um, that's a real thing. And so I saw you, and I was like, oh, she's, you know, it's like a fashion shit. So you're just like, I was like, wow, she's classy. And then I got to know you. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I do. I do love fashion. I really do. I'm a sucker. But yeah, I like classy. I'll, 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 I'll cool. I'm good with that. You'll take it. (laughs) Yeah, I'll take it. Okay, next one. Lillian, you go with you start off with this one. It's a, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Oof. Um oh, the best piece of advice is um stop looking at someone else's paper. <laughs> <laughs> like really, like just yeah. for everything. Because I'm always like, but why? Why do they get what's up? You know, why you know like just trying to compare and contrast like you can't live like that so you have to just be really aware that your journey is your journey so that's real yeah that's That's a good one alisa oh skip this question she forgot she had an answer she was like that's a good one (laughs) she's like that's good that's good keep it moving (laughs) next she's like next I don't, I don't have to get back to you, honestly. I can't think of anything right now. Okay. Then you start off the next one then, Elisa. What are okay. you doing to dismantle the patriarchy? Oof. Okay. <laughs> uh, Both of your faces at the saying... same time. You can say, ooh. <laughs> probably not enough, first of all. Probably not enough. But um, I think... I. One of the things I love about being a bookseller is that despite capitalism, I feel like I get to be really in line with who I am, mm. you know, and I, I'm always actively trying to share information with other people, you know, so I get the privilege to be like, you should read this book by Angela Davis. You should mm. read this book, you know, uh, it's just like I feel that's what I do like on a, on a daily basis. And I'm always constantly trying to bring attention to, uh, by POC authors like Lilium and, um, just really use my platform in that industry to push those voices to the front. And like I said, I know it's not enough, but I think that's what I that's, do on a daily basis. That's significant. That's a lot. You might not think it, but it's a lot because you, especially how books are so amazing and they become part of you when you read them, you know, you're probably changing people's fucking life by, by adding that shit and throwing, you know, letting them know about them books. So that's good. That's major. Gracias for your service. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) 
Lillian, <laughs> next. Uh, what am I doing? I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to be real, I guess. Whenever I'm like on social media or in any kind of like, a you know, event that I'm in, I just try to be real and and just try to learn how to speak in a in in a public manner. And not, you know, when they appear in a public space. Because I feel like that's like that's like a goal for me, you know, because before I was like, oh, yeah, I'm in these environments like these these environments are so new to me and I'm not sure how to navigate. And now I'm just like, no, I'm going to call you out yeah. <laughs> or I'm going to be real or I'm going to be very real about it, you know, because people always ask me about publishing and how things are and you're so lucky and it's all true. But I want to be real about the the publishing journey, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and being a person of color in that and just, just be, you know, so if I have any kind of say in, the, in any kind of way, I want to be as honest as possible. So, okay. Yeah. And I feel like both of you, you both have, Lindley, we have two daughters, at least you have one. And it's just, I think you guys are also helping to dismantle that by just raise, you know, being yourselves and being amazing moms and sh showing with action, being these examples of you living, you know, doing everything to your fullest potential and, and going against the grain. I feel like that's what both of you, that's why I admire both of you guys go against the grain because you're just doing whatever you would want to be doing, you know? Um, and I feel mm -hmm. like that's a great example for them to see and for anyone that's around you to see. So, Thank you. Uh, second to last question. Uh, let's go with Lisa. What song do you have in, that's heavy in your rotation right now? Oh, geez. Honestly, <laughs> straight up. I don't know. <laughs> but it's that one song. And you woo, woo, woo. <laughs> it's that R&B song. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's Luther or someone else, but I know exactly the song you're talking about. And I'm sure the I listeners know exactly the song you're talking about. I haven't been, I mean, because I've been so sad. I just, I put that on when I get to work. I'm so upset that I can't remember it. Let me see. I'll find it for you while Lilium answers her question. Okay. <laughs> and you woo, woo, I guess, woo. I know. I love that she's started singing it too that's awesome <laughs> uh this, this song that i've just been playing is just i'm just into bachata i'm still into this bachata music and so i have been listening to uh john um john or oh, john i think his name is soriano and he is considered el duque de la bachata oh excuse me and so yeah so he's so yeah, good no. and there's one song called melina that's the song melina. okay yeah really good and a oh, quick wait, what question about about oh yeah go ahead lisa what did you find out oh it's jeffrey osborne jeffrey osborne that's who it is yeah when i when i googled it i put woo 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 song and then it says <laughs> and you know it <laughs> <laughs> shout and out to jeffrey osborne. jeffrey osborne <laughs> hilarious um okay last question let's start off with lilium Okay. What will be your legacy? What will be my legacy? Well, I hope it's uh, that I created and wrote books for young adults that are true, 
that I feel that they can, that some young readers will connect with them, that they're just one voice, you know, one Latinx voice. So I hope that's my legacy. <laughs> Lisa? That's what the hard ass questions, Ritzy. <laughs> you went straight like what is 2020 60 minutes <laughs> also also like she didn't send us questions beforehand so she, we were nah, just like yeah. Yeah, whatever whatever you're delivering like some bryant gumble real sports yeah, hbo <laughs> gotta mix it up that's why i start light like what are three words you know da, da, da. she's like all oh, these are maybe easy as fuck <laughs> <laughs> Um, my legacy, I think I'm working on it still. I don't know. I change my mind so much about everything, but I, I would like it to be, um, I don't know, somehow related to books. Like that's what my parents gave me. And I just believe maybe foolishly so strongly, strongly in, uh, the power of stories and seeing ourselves. And so, I mean, Imish was such a big part of my life and I, I don't want it to think that that's over. So I'm just trying to think of ways that I can kind of like still carry that energy of Imish yeah. and kind of evolve it into maybe something maybe different, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but, um, but changing. so many of, yeah, so many of my relationships and friendships and professional relationships have all evolved out of that in some capacity, you know, like that's how I met the two of you kind of, you know, loosely yeah, connected to that. So I think that would have to be it, maybe. Love it. So wrapping it up, uh, Alisa, tell the people where they can find you. Tell them where they where they can listen to your amazing show. That like she put her show, you and and DJ Patrick put me up on some things on some peeps. So, and I love discovering new people, but you know I love that you you guys do such a great job of curating, um, and it can put you in a zone. And then when you had Lilium on there. Your curation skills and then her playlist, I was living my life. Like, (laughs) and you can listen live and you can also listen to archives of stuff. So where can everybody find you? Well, like you said, I have, uh, it was the podcast originally. Now we are actually live on the radio on KQVH, which is a community service of the Boyle Heights Arts Conservatory. Shout out to Carmelita. And... Uh, my co-host, who I miss and I love deeply, is DJ Fatrick, who's a very accomplished uh, DJ within the Los Angeles community in California. And we play sad songs. So that's... And it's this, <laughs> but it has evolved. And it's not just, you know, super sad songs, like lyrics. It's like a vibe. It's like a melancholy a vibe, vibe we like to serve up. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's every... Uh, Every other Monday night, so twice a month, you can listen live on KQBH or you can follow us at Heartbreak uh, Monday on Instagram. That's the handle. Yes. So I keep saying that, like, when this shit is over, I want to have, like, a proper cocktail party and just play your shit. Play Uh, your music. So good. Like a mock mocktail party. And then just everyone just talks and he, she hates da- she loves music. She hates dancing and she hates karaoke. I mean, I what hate we, karaoke. What? Oh my I, god! She doesn't How dance. Much I love Jeffrey Osborne. Is that I sang a note on your show? That is fucking true. That is true. We have that shit documented. Burr, 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 yes. burr. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's amazing. <laughs> amazing. Okay. Um, Lilia, where can people find uh, you? And, you know, just blah, 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 break down all the shit you got coming up. Your book coming uh, out yeah. next week, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it next week? God, I should look at cam- calendar. Okay. September Tuesday. 15th. Is it next week? Jesus Christ. September 15, the book comes out, Never Look Back. It's my latest young adult novel. It's a retelling of a Greek myth, Orpheus and Eurydice. It's set in the New York. And that comes out. And then I have um, a Star Wars short story. Yeah. comes out, I think. I don't know what month, but this year. <laughs> and uh, Wonder Woman anthology for DC Comics. I wrote a DC Comics about AOC. That's kind of cool. So a lot of good things. Very, very excited. So, you know, it's like 2020 sucks, but then also 2020 was like, (laughs) creatively was like amazing. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm excited. Yeah. So I'll put all in the show notes. I'll have everyone's stuff and links and dates and stuff. So we can, you know, fact check that and put it together. I'll put it together and stuff like that. But ladies. Nah, be productions light. Please believe we ain't giving it all to you. Uh-uh. You got to be privileged to that. It's only a key. Like, it's right here. That's it. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for being on the second full-blown episode of Word to Your Mama. I really appreciate it. And it's also an excuse I get to see you bitches because you guys live in the same city, and I, I don't. So uh, in, the, in the time of the pandemic, uh, this is great. <laughs> I'll take it. This is, this is amazing. <laughs> thank you. I, I love... I love supporting you. I think you're amazing. You're like an amazing mom, amazing designer, amazing connector. And so I really, I really love this word, 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 word to your mama. (laughs) Word to your mama. Thank you so much, ladies. I really appreciate it. Peace. Hi, my name is Lilian Rivera and I am an author and uh, my latest uh, young adult novel is coming out September 15th. It's called Never Look Back. It's a retelling of the Greek myth Orpheus and Eurydice set in New York with um, Afro-Latino protagonists, characters. Um, It has bachata, it it has prince, it has love, it has angry spirits and goddess and um, all kinds of stuff. So that's it. What's up? And now, introducing the Supernatural Bear Corner. Supernatural Bear. Hey everyone, SNB here. And um, today I would like to just um, tell you guys about um, a book that I got from Elisa, or Miss Elisa to me. It's called Dragons Love Tacos. She she suggested it to my mom, and I got the book, and it was awesome. I loved it so much that I wanted to get Dragons Love Tacos too. Um, they're both in storage, but anyway, um, so I love Dragons Love Tacos, and for Miss Lilium, um, she is an author. And one of her books is called Goldie Vance. And I read the book a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I think weeks ago. And I just saw it. I read it. And I loved it.
All right, guys. See you later. Peace. Yep, I told you, I told you they were dope. Yeah, great way to start this venture, this adventure off. So yeah, Nobby Productions, Elisa, um, also known as Lady Emish, and Lilium. Great way. Super thankful for those ladies. As always, love to Liberty and the fam who are either on their way to New Zealand, quarantining in New Zealand, or living the free, the COVID-free, free-range life that we could only dream of here. All right then, peace. Word to Your Mama is owned and produced by Ritzy Periwinkle. The intro beat and most of the beats are produced by Nico Beats. Word to Your Mama is brought to you by RitzyPeriwinkle.com. DoyingSharp.com and PanoplyBPO.com.